<laughs> That's not true. Hello, hi, and welcome to the Women of Power show. I'm just feeling very excited and grateful to be here with this week's super guest, Reverend Dr. Elizabeth Canty. And I've seen Reverend Dr. Elizabeth so many times on social media, on Facebook, knowing that her work is aligned with mine and that she is a reverend um, of the Science of Mind teachings with Centers for Spiritual Living, bringing her light into the world with what she does. And I know that we're going to feel that light and experience that light here today. So welcome to the Women of Power show, Reverend Dr. Elizabeth. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I'm just a huge fan of your work and your energy oh. and just women of power. It's beautiful. Thank you. I'm going to read some um, some of your bio that you've sent over to me, and I'm I'm just feeling, actually, at the same time while I'm reading it, I would like to just put on this, which is your book because I love the title, the whole thing, just it's calling me in here. So I wanna just share that at the same time. Um, Elizabeth, Reverend Dr. Elizabeth is dedicated to helping people to integrate spirit, mind and body in order to live each day with a deep sense of purpose, passion and fulfillment. Wow. She has found a simple and direct path to turn within to become reconnected with spirit and integrate this knowing with our mind and body. When we do this, we become present to the infinite joys of life, whether we're picking up the kids from school, walking the dog, or scheduling our next sales call. Reverend Dr. Elizabeth is an ordained minister with Center for Spiritual Living and has a doctorate in consciousness studies. And her new book, here it is, Living, in, Living Enlightened, The Joy of Integrating Spirit, Mind and Body, is also available on Amazon. She explores these principles and practices, all of this in her podcast, Living Enlightened, which is also on YouTube and available for, for viewers and listeners to watch. So welcome here, Reverend Dr. Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you. It's so great. I love it. And your book, what inspired, let's start with this question. What inspired the title and the integration piece for you, for your book? Oh, um, well, yeah, it's interesting. The title was probably inspired because I really, <laughs> sounds funny now, wanted to demystify the word and the idea behind enlightenment. Mm. Uh, it, it's most of us have this idea that it's um, it's far away and it's something we have to work for, work towards. Um, it's something we have to gain or achieve. It's something we have to do and do well or do right. And, you know, it turns out it's not. <laughs> it's none of those. Thank you um, for demystifying that. Yeah, you know, it, <laughs> That's so powerful. <laughs> it's it's who we are. It's right where we are. It's all the time. And what I say is, you know, the, the finite mind, the the ego, the um the the working mind can never be enlightened. It, it, it you know that idea of what we have is as enlightened. The finite mind will never do it, be it, can can ever achieve it. It doesn't exist for the finite mind. However, when we take that moment and turn within and remember the truth of our being, that is, that moment is enlightenment. And it's not exotic. It's not hard to do. It's, mm -hmm. um, it's actually, most of us do it so many times a day that we we can't even see it. We can't even sense it, that that's what it would be. But it's the simple presence of our, of who we are, the truth of our being, which is infinite and timeless. It's eternal. It's um, infinite possibilities. It is simple joy, not ridiculous because something out there happened that made us happy. It's, it's the simple presence of of spirit living its life breathing us and we have those moments I, I would challenge any of us would have it several times a day and many of us right. if we meditate or if we uh, just take time in nature we would have it more than several times a day but we think of those moments as 
you know, an absence of activity. Sometimes we think of it as, oh, I should be doing the laundry or I should be doing this. And then that moment's gone because we think we're not being productive. But the truth is we're being. Mm -hmm. And that being is the allowing of the integration for spirit, mind and body, because in being we instead of having the repetitive thoughts of memory, the repetitive thoughts of past events, the the repetitive anxieties of future, what what am I supposed to do? What's going to happen if, you know, we put those thoughts onto the future. Instead of all of that, we're simply being. And from being, we allow the inspiration, new thought, a new idea, a new possibility to rise up. And if we just allow that to be for a moment, it feels like we're inspired in spirit. And then we mm -hmm. feel the enthusiasm in Theos, which is the energy that we need to make the phone call or uh, respond to the email or do a Google search on this, that, or the other. In other words, we, we move on that nuanced thought and we're in a new place. Synchronicities happen. And that's it. <laughs> that's enlightenment. So we don't need anything. We don't need to, we don't need our doctorate. We don't need to take another class. We don't need to meditate. We don't need to do anything. But most of us, including myself, uh, I had to let go. I had, there were mm -hmm. things I needed that were in the way, literally veiling uh, the light within with, the repetitive thinking, the worry, the anxiety, the um, the wishing, the wanting, you know, resisting what was instead of allowing what was because it is, you know, it's that's that's it. So there. <laughs> wow, and that it, for me, what I'm gaining from this is that um, we overcomplicate. We we. Our nature is to overcomplicate, not our true nature, but our kind of human nature is to overcomplicate the idea of being spiritual or when we already are spiritual, but, you know, to connect yes. with the divine, with that knowing that we're already the divine. There's nothing that can remove that. And yet it feels as if you're giving, offering a roadmap to say it's happening so many times in a day in our lives. It doesn't have to be some dramatic life-changing event to be enlightened. It could be well, happening while we're doing the washing up as God is in everything. Um, it, we could be connecting with that at any time, with that yes. experience at any time and moment. Yes, and I will say it is life-changing. It's just not dramatic. And, and right. that doesn't take away from people who have had dramatic experiences for sure. Yeah. But I will say for most of us, it's the incremental remembering and remembering is it, it's like a, a memory when you, when we recall something, it's like, Oh yeah. Oh, right. And, and it's there. It's not like it went somewhere and you have to go yes. digging. To, it's like, Oh, it's right. It was always there. I just wasn't placing my attention on it. And in this it's, it's life-changing because when we stop resisting, because most of what we always do is a form of resistance, you know, judgments, comparisons, wishing that things were different, um, wondering why me, why is this happening? All of those are just subtle forms of resistance. So what happens is when we're not resisting, there's that peace and it's called the peace that passes understanding because the mind isn't trying to understand it it's just mm. peace and sometimes people would say there's a joy like for me joy is more of my expression a little more so than peace so there's a joy there for some people it might look like you know uh uh i would say even um any of the God qualities, such as 
um, enthusiasm, the, the energy. We notice some people are so energetic, but they're spot on for what they need right where they are. And it's not my energy, but their energy is moving them into that place. They're just happy and, and peaceful or joyful or um, enthusiastic or they're organized or they come up with these ideas. I mean, you are a, an idea master. You just have these beautiful ideas that I, it feels like they come to you. They're inspired and you get the support around you and you know, that's enlightened. That comes from source and all the activity around it is the synchronistic activity of source moving mm. 10,000 things into place, you know, to yes. experience itself as that idea, as that inspiration. Wow. I love talking with you. I love hearing you. I love your whole energy and vibe and, and what you're bringing to the Women of Power show and, um, and what you bring to the world. And um, I'm going to just, I'm, I'm also going to to welcome in Mimi here. Mimi is another woman of power. She's going to be coming onto the show in a few weeks' time. Hello, Mimi. It's great to be here with you. And um, and we're here with Reverend Dr. Elizabeth Canty, who is an author, speaker, a minister, a coach, um, and doing amazing things with helping people to realize. I'm just trying to... Um, say this, but you can, you can, you know, step in if I kind of miss the mark here. But I, what I'm feeling is you're really assisting people to realize the truth of who they are yeah. so they can live a more fulfilled, joy-filled, purposeful life. And how does that happen? I mean, I'm just, because how does that, how does this, how did you get to this point? Why, what is it that did something happen for you in your life that was like where you were realizing I've something's got to give here. There's a resistance and maybe a breakthrough of an understanding um, because you, whenever I see you online, you're walking by the sea. It looks like you're just, <laughs> it's like you're really enjoying life and nature and nothing's going to phase you. I'm wondering if there was ever a time when it wasn't like that. Uh, yes. <laughs> mm. And that I think this is powerful because it's easy to see somebody and think this is how life has always been and realizing that there are people for all of us. We go through these times when it didn't look like that. And absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, well, you know, I can say that there was something for me in my childhood. I grew up Catholic, going to Catholic grade school and high school. And I loved as a little kid, the stories of Jesus. So I remember feeling very um, sort of inspired uh, from, from a very young age. So, so that's something that I, I remember feeling, but, but of course a lot of kids were in school with me, you know, and I, I just felt close um to the stories of Jesus, the parables. But as I got older in Catholic grade school, I remember just being mesmerized by the priests up on the altar doing the rituals and the readings and the big book and, and the prayers. And, and, you know, it just, they felt like to me that they had this special relationship with God and that God was very far away from me. So that was my remembrance is that I could never be that close because I wasn't a priest. <laughs> Which okay. Kind of funny when you say it that way. And in the eighth grade, I just remember the high school students, the Catholic high school students came and they were, you know, inviting us basically to come to the, the, that be in that high school and they were going to be our big buddies or something. And they were asking us what you wanted to be when you grew up. And I said, I wanted to be a priest. And of course, I'm in Catholic school. I know that women are nuns and men are priests. And, and they're like, no, no, you mean a nun. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I want to be a priest. I want to be up on the altar. I want to be the one to commune with God. I want to read from the Holy Book. And I want to be, to have that relationship. So I remember 
having this longing within me. But because that was all I knew, as I went to Catholic high school and there was some things there, it's like my questions were never answered. No one else was kind of feeling this strange, interesting longing that I had. So I really, you know, got busy being a teenager. (laughs) All the teenagers do, which was getting into a little bit of trouble. And then in my early 20s, I was living in New York City. I was having so much fun and still just, I think, um, ignoring, that's a good word, squashing, ignoring, pushing down this nagging feeling that something very, very important was missing from my life. And, you know, I I just was, no one else was kind of feeling that. We were just wild and young and free and a little crazy. And no one seemed to have that longing. And in my early 20s in New York City, I was diagnosed with cervical cancer. And I think I was like 24. And it was stage two, which concerns the doctors quite a bit, but they wanted to do surgery right away. But I was already moving to Los Angeles and I wasn't going to have surgery. I just wasn't going to jump into it. So even then, it was like, I felt like this was a wake up call to, uh, to know this thing in my life, like what was spirit? What was God? What was this thing that has been with me since I was a child that I never got an answer to? And and it was like, I wanted to know something about life before I died. You know, what was the meaning of living before I died? And and it's a pretty, pretty young. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I can feel it. I can feel you like you were at the edge and you've been given this news and it's like, okay, now or never, I've got to do this. You yeah. know, you're one of the few people that gets that because it was like, I, I don't even think I cared. I was probably too young and too stupid to care about dying. To me, I thought, well, of course I'm going to be fine. But the cancer and the dying was there. there we remember there was no internet. There was no yeah. cell phones, there's no Google. So I'm going to the library and I'm looking for a holistic approach. I'm looking for, and I'm okay. praying a prayer that I don't even believe in because God's way up there, way out there. Why would that God care about me? And it was just, it was, thank you. Oh, it was this wake up call to find some meaning in my life before my life ended. And the, the, the craziness is once we set our, that as our intention, then the universe conspires for us with that enthusiasm, with that intense desire. And I was led from synchronicity to synchronicity, first of all, to the Bodhi bookstore. If anyone's been in LA, it was, it was, if you, if you're, if you're Catholic and that's all you knew, and you walk into the Bodhi bookstore and there's uh chakra, you know, what are they, the chakra maps hanging from the walls and there's, there's, um, you know, the bells and the crystals and the, and all the books. And there was a big display of, of course, um, Louise Hayes, You Can Heal Your Life. I knew you were going to, I knew you were going to. Because of course, that's the one we found in the nineteen whenever and I'm thirty so, years I'm ago. So, I'm just saying the going, one. I was like, heal my cancer. Screw that. I could heal yeah. my life. And I picked up yeah. that book and started reading in the Bodhi Tree Bookstore. And I left with that one. And Shakti Gwain's. Creative, oh, I, oh my God! I had the cassette. Yeah. Creative visualization. <laughs> creative visualization. So beautiful. Yeah. yeah. My, my cancer went from a stage two to a stage one. I asked the doctors, I'm oh. like, is that normal? What's happening? And they're like, no, we don't really see that in this short amount of time. And I, I had a, a minor surgery and I have been cancer free ever since. Yeah. And, and of course, no one's going to tell you what part of that was due to my, and, and I knew, you know, you know, again, it's mm. remembering that this was what the cancer was about. This was what I was supposed to look into. This is what I was supposed yeah. to remember. Yeah. And so it, it was, it, it was, it was like a big uh, coming home and yeah. through all the other coincidences. And there was just so many, 
I was led to uh, first Reverend O.C. Smith's church and, and meditation. So now I'm meditating in a group. And then I was led to Reverend O.C. Smith's uh, Center for Spiritual Living, City of Angels, and then to Agape with Reverend Michael and right. uh, Michael Beckwith. And so that that was like my path. And, and it, it was like, of course, that's what I'm supposed to do. Of course, that's where, yeah. you know, it, it was leading me. And the first time I walked into... Uh, O.C. Smith's church, and I just heard him speaking, and I was like, what? People know this stuff? People are speaking <laughs> like this about God, about life, about the way things work, about our connectivity, about oneness and wholeness, about love. You know, this love that is present everywhere, all the time as everyone. And I'm just like, Sign, where do I sign up? Where do I <laughs> the first class and the second one and the next one and the next one? And so sorry, it was a long story. Oh no, no, it's perfect. It's it's beautiful. It's like I had those two same books at the beginning when I first <laughs> that was my entry point into this whole thing 30 years ago. And so I really feel um what you your struggle and um and that realizing that you'd left a part of yourself behind you. And we can do that, can't we? Even now as a 59 year old woman and me, and, and it's easy for me to reflect back and even to, even recently, I, I thought, my gosh, I'm not really living into the truth of who I am. I'm just on habit of what I think I should be doing and doing it and then but there's all these other things and there's all these other things that I've just ignored that I want to do so it's easy to be it, it, it takes a lot doesn't it to constantly remind ourselves that we're supported to live our our dreams and yes. to go for it that's right and and you know we're I know it does feel like it takes a lot sometimes with the with the information and the the outside influences, the organizations, the peer groups, the whatever they are, sometimes there's just a lot of information, you know, coming from you know Facebook or uh, the media or the economic systems, you know, whatever it is, and it feels like we that the work is 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 remembering, but as we let go of the finite mind, the, the thinking, because almost, I'm going to say, honestly, I'm going to say 99% of thought is unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> There's no, yes. I knew, I knew that word with beginning. <laughs> um. <laughs> it is completely unnecessary to yeah. think, what am I going to have for dinner? I wonder, you know, like we, we just go off and we project ourselves into the future. And there's, there's the moment right now that is, we could be experiencing just in this perfect peace, inviting us to be whole and love and peace right now, knowing that dinner takes care of itself because whatever we are inspired to do for dinner, we, if you're like me, I open the refrigerator and there's 15 things in there. And it's like, oh, I got it quite the array. And you start making something. We don't have to think about it. We don't have to think about, um, you know, things that like the, the only thought I say that comes from every thought that kind of comes from ego, from the, from the finite mind is just, it's almost, I'm, I'm going to say it, a waste of time. <laughs> So my, what I do is I just clear my thoughts all day, all day. And then when something happens, because out, out there is something that, that is impeding on my joy or my, or, or with a neighbor who's, who's suffering something that's happened, it's calling for my attention. My prayer is to be present, you know, to be right there with what is without judging, without comparing, without wanting things to be different. And so I call that um, judging attachments, resistant reaction, staying out of the jar. So we stay mm -hmm. out of the jar and we're free to do exactly what is needed to be done. But what is needed to be done won't have the, the thought around it. It's that inspired impulse 
make the phone call, do this, call the neighbor, go next door, knock on the door if they're not answering. Those are all impulses. They're not like, should I? What if they're not home? What if they get annoyed with me? We won't have any resistance. And that is so peaceful to not have the mind chattering at us all the time. (laughs) Because my mind will chatter at me all the time. And sometimes we, I do, we get caught up in it. I will say it's less and less and it's for a shorter and shorter time. Yes. And that's a, that's a, um, that's an awareness, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to, I just want to bring in Mimi because she has, she has just said, love this. I felt the same way in Catholic school. I wanted to be a nun because I thought they had too much time on their hands <laughs> until I realized they didn't. <laughs> okay. Yes. I feel yeah. you, Mimi. Feel you. <laughs> Wow. Mine, mine was definitely the priest. I had this. And, and again, isn't that some of the ideas we have, Laura, about what it means to be a minister, what it means yes. to, you know, to, to have my master's degree and then my doctorate. And I get to study with all these amazing people and they'll impart their wisdom on me. You know, so I, I still, even then, had the ideas of, oh, when that happens, I'll be you know, smarter, (laughs) I'll be more in tune with spirit, more, you know, more enlightened, whatever, whatever those things are. And the truth is, it's always right where we are, closer to us than our breathing, nearer to us than our hands and feet. And if we just sink into it, the peace that we think is going to be because we finished that task or accomplished that, the joy that we think we're going to have when we buy that or when we finally get to move into that flat or condo, you know, all those, it's like, nope, that joy is right here, right now. Just experience mm. it now. Why wait? <laughs> Why wait? And I love, I love what you talked about the jar. I really would love you to just repeat those four because I want to ask you, you know, about this jar. Um, because it's easy, you know, um, these thoughts, these these kind of unsupportive thoughts and feelings, uh, thoughts can come through when things aren't going the way that we think they should go. And so feelings, if you could talk about feelings for a little bit, because what what I'm really kind of tapping into is it's like, okay, so if we're not thinking, then you mean we have to rely on our feelings or we can tap into our feelings and be guided by our feelings. And that for many is quite scary because we're not told that that's a good thing to do. We're told to be logical, um, you know, to really come from that rational mind and, and, and to ignore feelings. And for me, it's feelings that have always led me to my truth. Mm. And when I ignore them, I realize I'm not living the fulfilled life that I want to live. You know, I would never, I would never say to um, deny ourselves, even our thoughts or our feelings. In other words, it's, it's not really about denying or stopping our thoughts, but once, once we're, once I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. Once I became aware that I was thinking these repetitive thoughts over and over again that were around similar themes, let's say, in my life. Um, Whenever the bills came, even if I had the money in the bank, I would not pay my bills because I didn't want to go into the pile and start, you know, it kind of brought up like this, this angst, even when I had the money. So what's up with that? <laughs> so there's this yeah. residual, like I'm, I noticed that in my body, there's, I can just feel like, like this and I'm walking around going, oh, what am I resisting? I don't even know anymore. It, for mm-hmm. me, like, so I became very aware. I call it the observer. It's very, very common just to, to put some space in between um, being able to see what I'm thinking, be, being aware of the thoughts as they arise. So there's no denying, there's no saying you're a bad thought. 
I'm not having you. I'm not entertaining you. Oh, you're a good thought. You can come in the door. You know, that spacious, empty awareness doesn't judge. There's no judgment. So it looks at the thought and it's just like, huh. I don't know. Is that serving me? And sometimes I know where that thought comes from, a high school coach or a, right. a, a, a grade school something or something. My dad would always tell me that became something very negative for me, even though it probably wasn't intended that way. It just like the things that we transform as children into things that are a little, they're not quite as they were intended, but we don't understand intention. We only understand yes. the way the body processes and the mind, which is not developed processes. So I'm walking around with these thoughts that are repetitive, that are um, making me do things that I don't think I want to do, like not pay my bills when I have the money, like not enjoy paying my bills when I enjoy my credit card. You know, I enjoy my bank. Right. I enjoy getting loans for homes. Like I, so, so why am I not enjoying all of the process? And I, the was, whole experience, all of it. And so for me, it was that idea of being able to watch these thoughts. And as I realized that thought is not who I am. Right. That thought isn't like, it's going to come and go. And I'm still here. You know, chunks of me haven't fallen off because that thought came and went and another one comes and goes and and hordes of them come and go. I still am who I am. So I just went behind the thought. What's you know what? Who who's thinking this thought? Who's aware of this thought? And it's like, oh, that's that's who I am. I'm I'm aware of the thought. And, and then I'm aware. Oh, I'm thinking a really pleasant thought. I'm thinking of very, you know, I would say a thought that is about limitation and lack, my limitation and my lack. And I came to the realization, first of all, I'm going to stop the ones about limitation and lack because that's that's clearly not even who I see myself as anymore. Yeah. And then I realized even the thoughts that are about, I said this the other day, it's like, oh, what a beautiful day it is. Oh, look at that cardinal. Oh, is that the cardinal that's always here? And I wonder where it's made is. That's still keeping me from the fullness of the moment. And that commentary is the idea that my mind refuses. It's, it's not the ego is like, I'm here. It's all about me. Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to mm -hmm. come over and everything. It's going to be present. It's going gonna, it's gonna to just, you know, make you. And it'll say, stay in the moment, but it's commentating on the moment. So it's, even though it's, a, it's got all these good things now, I'm like, hmm, I'm still not really present in the moment. So it's letting go of even those thoughts. So the awareness is like, if the thought comes and it wouldn't come as a thought, it would come as, I'm going to say an urge to eat. And I would just, I won't think about it. I'll walk inside, open the refrigerator and, oh, there's apples and bread and you know whatever. <laughs> like I'm going to, oh, like I'm not commentating on, oh, I wish I had the other bread or, oh, mm. who ate the you know thing that I thought I was going to eat? It's, there's no commentary. So you're just present. I know it sounds silly, but I'm present to my fridge and there's food in there and there's vegetables and there's. It's just like joyful. It sounds silly, but when every moment well, no. is joyful, it's not silly anymore. It's not silly. It's <laughs> and I, I, I don't think that sounds silly. I think it sounds very, um, very. It's important to be to become aware of this, and you're sharing this because life will wrap us up. It will wrap me up in all of the self-talk and doubt and reasons why I think sh things should or shouldn't be, even down to what's for dinner. And Jason came home a while ago and he said, right, okay, what am I going to cook for dinner? What are we going to do for dinner? And I said, okay, just, I don't mind, whatever, whatever. And he just gone in and done and whatever. He's doing it right now, actually. <laughs> Somebody going to shout out, I'm doing whatever. But um, it is this and I love what you're saying that even around the positive things, we still ha can have the ability to put a, to put a dialogue to it, rather than just allowing allowing life to unfold. And that can and and how that impacts our relationships, our business, our dialogue with our children, our relationship with 
the divine as God, uh, money, health. Yes. Because there's, I noticed it the, yesterday. I said to myself, I had nothing to do. I'd finished a certain part of a project. And I said to myself, right, what's next? I need to be doing something. And I recognized that I had this busyness thing going on in me. And if I have a space where there's nothing to do, I'd beat myself up. Oh, you know, and that, absolutely. And it's part of our culture. That's what I was saying is, is when we have, when we are really in beingness, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I'm in beingness. That. I love that. <laughs> yeah, we're in beingness. So I, I told my boyfriend that you were going to ask what what is my superpower, and he goes, "Oh, are you going to tell him it's oh, being?" I am. It, it, he said, "Are you going to tell him it's being?" And I'm like, "I don't know how that would sound, and, you know, because he kind of laughs. It would sound and goes, beautiful. What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I'm being. I'm just being." And he's like, "Are you going to just sit there and be?" I'm like, "Yeah, because we we're not honoring." that the things that go on out there and of course most traditions will tell you there is no out there that's a whole nother conversation but when mm -hmm. we when we look outside of ourselves let's say and we're not in touch with the truth of our being then a lot of times the activities that we're doing and i i can man i can i can attest <laughs> to the activities that we do become fruitless mm -hmm. and you think, oh i was told by all the experts i should do this and i was told right. by this group of people that if you do this then you will see these results and i was told by right. the doctor and i was told by the stock market and i was told by the realtor and you we put all of that energy out there beyond our true nature beyond ourself and we're missing the inspiration and the inspiration is reality with a capital R. So when right. it comes from that moment, there's a clarity and it won't feel like choice. It will feel like, aha, call this person, make this right. move. And if we're not sure, which happens to me all the time, because it's, it's a, my ego gets more and more subtle. And sometimes it feels like spirit is very quiet. <laughs> I'm like, are you there? You know, it's very quiet. So sometimes if I feel like I'm not sure, I'll just clear, I'll just let it all go. And then what keeps rising? It's like, ah, oh, yes, thank you. Okay. Or it will hit me over the head like a two by four. So one way or another, yeah. You're gonna <laughs> it shows up in my front door. I'm like, oh gosh, wow. I'm, I was waiting for this and there you are. And I, that's where I put my energy and attention. Now, does that mean you don't plan? You know, I have my, you go to my annual doctor's appointments. I just got to notice that, you know, my, uh, I, I had melanoma, skin cancer. So I have go to my, my oh. doctor every year because I'm out in the sun all the time. And, and I have that doctor's appointment coming up yearly. And yet, instead of spending the time worrying and wondering and, and you know, th every time I go into the sun thinking, oh, you know, and none of that, it, it's, I am guided and feel directed to do exactly what I need to do and to allow whatever needs to come up to come up. There's no worry or anxiety put on it. And you said the perfect words when you were talking about Jason, what's for dinner. You said, I don't mind. Yeah. When we don't mind what happens. Yeah. How freeing is that? You know, so I freeing. Mind, I don't mind what we have. I mean, yeah. Sometimes I might prefer, but I, I certainly don't mind, especially if someone else is making it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't mind. It's, I know what we have. Any of it's going to be delicious. Yeah. And yeah. If it was a piece of bread and an apple, I'd be like, you know, feeding my soul. Yes. I'd take that too. Beautiful. And so this, um, what I'm really loving about you and what you're bringing forwards here is this is a this is this is beyond spiritual practice. You know how to how to this is how to how to have a spiritual practice to support our lives. This is 
how are we living to support our spiritual practice? How are we making this a lifestyle? This is a lifestyle choice. And that's spiritual practice can be moment yeah. by moment. That's how, that's what I'm getting from you. It's like, mm -hmm. it's all one beautiful experience. And too often I, and I'm sure many, I don't know if Mimi, how she feels about this, but can segregate it into different compartments. I'm meditating now, leave me alone. <laughs> and then I'll I be need, in my I life. I need to feel peace. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I need to feel peace only at, you know, this time in the morning and this time at night and maybe a little bit at lunchtime. But and what you're what I'm feeling from you is like this is a lifelong every moment of the day um, choice. Yes. And yeah. and it, it. It I have experienced that it for me, it was always a practice until it became it, it until like I lived it until it lived me. Mm, I, I, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I'm just going to put this up from Mimi here. I used to segregate until coaching. Now it's simply being beautiful. That's, yes, that's abs. It's and thank you. That's, that's I, how I would say. Oh. Yes, I, I. So I've done it. So I mean. I know it sounds like Mimi knows and I and I, I'm hearing that, you know, we know what it's like to uh, it's like I, I have to meditate now. Everybody, you know, yes. don't, <laughs> don't bark. <laughs> yeah. Don't see any lizards right now. Life has to stop happening so that I can find my peace. And believe me, it's it it's 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 beautiful because as soon as we set the intention, though, that intention comes to meet us. And that's what I mean, mm. like setting the intention to, to um, uh, practice so that I can live my life. Then the practice starts living my life for me. It I love this. doing it for me and I don't have to set the time. You know, he, my boyfriend, yeah. he's, he's like, he's like, don't you ever meditate? I'm like, do you see I'm me? doing I'm it now. <laughs> I'm like, that's all I do. Yeah. Once in a while, I'm, you know, got the chainsaw cutting down the bamboo, but other times, you know, I'm even then, it's like I'm thanking even the bamboo then. and the fact that I have a chainsaw. <laughs> the chainsaw meditator. <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie, spiritual movie, you know, crashed and had a baby. The Oh my gosh. Did I mute? No, we haven't muted Mimi. We're still here. If you can't hear, then I think, I don't know what's happened, but I can hear, I can hear Elizabeth. Can you hear me? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So what is your, if like for, for women that are listening now, whether it's Mimi or anyone else that would be listening to this, what is your woman of power kind of you know, if you're in this place where life isn't feeling that it's aligning and or that you're not aligning with life, what is your kind of recommendation um, for getting into that place of knowing, of beingness, um, when things might just feel like everything's a little bit crazy going on? How would you, what would you say your first step here is to, to get in touch with I'm enlightened. I'm already enlightened. Yeah. So there, there is, for, for, again, for me, there is um, a knowing. So there's something about, uh, f for me, the, the path, uh, which is, it, and I wouldn't call it a path. There's just these chapters in my book kind of, or how mm. I was able to let go of certain thoughts and certain ideas that were veiling this truth again the the first idea was that god is is infinitely far from myself and i needed a mediator you know the priest to right to, to tell my sins to to ask questions about to understand life and most of them first of all i don't think they were ever teenagers <laughs> right and of course i'm kidding sorry yeah. but they didn't answer any of our teenage questions and certainly young adult questions and so it's really finding where, you know, and who and how and what you resonate with, something that inspires you to remember. For me, it was always in books, 
Um, it was definitely when, when I was near a, a center, some, someone or something that could could really talk to me about these practices and principles and realize the world right now is so small. We are never alone. We're never, mm. there's someone waiting to meet us right where we are and, and say, yes, I see you. You are the divine. You are, you know, ye are gods. It's written in our ancient uh, scripture as well. It's just a little harder to find there with all the translations and the old English and all the, you know, it's just, it's hard to find there, but I, I found it there. And in every tradition, there's, you know, there's, there's, mystics living today. I'll say Father Richard Rohr, if you grew up yes. Christian and and there's so many, Anthony DeMello and and I love Neville Goddard, who's not living, of course, in Anthony's past, but it's they're on YouTube. I mean, you, you can get all this stuff for free now and it's just beautiful. So finding that one thing that that connects you um to your that inner truth. And then for, for me, it is taking the time and there's moments to realize we're not wasting time. There's nothing better that we could be doing than to understand the truth of our being, who we are, our essential That's, nature. I never usually interject. I just would love to hear because I think that's a really powerful statement that you've just said. We're not wasting time because of this idea that by going within is secondary in importance to yeah. doing the action and doing the, the work in the world. And I th thank you so much for highlighting that. This work is not a waste of time. No, no. And, and at one point it won't be work. At one point it won't be a practice. At one point, as Mimi said, it won't be segregate. It won't be a, a segregation of activities, but, but when it is, that's okay. I mean, I, I did it for years and I, there were times where I made myself do it. And then there were times where I realized I don't have to do it because mm. I am it. It's like, oh, right. Wow. You know, like that, that's pretty mind boggling. Yes. And you're like, I don't have to meditate my, that walking the dog, talking to the neighbor, taking the trash back around the corner you know, picking up the loose trash that fell with the trash guys, you know, it's like, I, I stayed present. I, I can see life and all of it. There's, 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 my mind wasn't going off onto this and this shouldn't happen. And why does that all, you know, like, wow. So that, that's, when we are in that place where we don't mind what happens and life is living itself and we are one with it in it and it is working through us, it is living through us. That's all any of us ever wants. If we yes. think we want the job or the money or the car or the relationship, it's because we think it will make us happy. But if we are happy now, then that, that attachment to all those desires and needs and wants and resistance, it falls away. And A, we get to be happy now. B, yes. we're so clear. These ideas come up that support who we are because spirit is omnipotent, omnipotent omniscient, omnipresent. There is nothing that can't be known or done or seen or understood when we are in spirit. Beautiful. I love this. You're so inspiring. You're so inspiring, um, Reverend Dr. Elizabeth. You're just, you, you're light and I, I can see this kind of azure blue all around you. And it's like, well, this is your color. You kind of, this is, this is your energy and your auric field and it's beautiful. And what you're saying is so powerful because you're giving us permission to really discover how we can be in the world in the in the human form world of effect as a it's like bringing the three worlds together you know the spiritual the human and then how do we be in this world with our spirituality with our connection and it's 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 just so refreshing to hear you know that we can go on a nature walk and that can be it that's our joy for the day that's our joy for the moment and then we continue with that joy in whatever we're doing in life it is, yes, yeah. bringing that joy into the sales call, into the 
um, into the into the meeting, even into the doctor's office, into the accountant's office, what, whatever that is, it's it's like wow, this the essence of who I am goes before me and clears the way, and what I thought what if if i was thinking could have been from my past experiences um like negative or i wouldn't understand or i would i would feel like i wouldn't know what was going on or i'd be confused or i'd be overwhelmed it's like now we walk in and we're walking that same lightness of being as when we're on a nature walk we bring that into what we think might be an a different experience and we realize it's the same who I am, the you know, the capital I, capital A, capital M, who I am goes before me and prepares the way. And it's like that's what's communicating with the the lawyer or the neighbor or the uh the doctor, whatever it is. And there's also that release of responsibility. I, mm -hmm. Elizabeth, who doesn't know that much about this, that, or the other, don't have to do it all. Spirit, yeah. you know, who the spirit that I am moves through me to 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 do the work. And do you think the priest that you saw as a child, you know, when you were or young, young, young woman, young adult, I don't know how old you were at that time when you were looking up and saying, Okay, this is I wanna you connected with something there and you believed that you could do that. And I'm just wondering now, like looking back. If you imagine the priest, do you think because they were in that, you know, in the organizational kind of rhetoric and the dogma of, of religion, do you think they would have been feeling what you're feeling now? Because it's like, I feel you've really, you're, you're really living this in your, your beingness in every moment by moment. And it's interesting how you saw it from the pulpit with the book and this angelic. And I'm seeing that now in you. Yes. And do you see so, what I mean? Right. So, so I think the difference is, and, and it is interesting, I think in, you know, again, for me now, I, I, I love Richard Rohr. I know he's a Catholic monk. I think he's Franciscan, yeah. you know, and so I see, I know that people of every order and everywhere with any tradition can live this life. And people who aren't in any order, people who are grandmothers exactly. and, you know, can, can be living in this present moment and just understanding that, that their, their mind doesn't have to resist anything. And so they're in peace and joy. It's mm -hmm. like, this is what is. And, but I do think that for me in my particular situation, I think it's the idea there was there was an idea behind it that that's what it was. And I held on to that idea. And we could talk about this on another show, but it was the the yeah. idea that priests, nuns, monks, other traditions, they take a vow of poverty. So I felt for a very long time that I had because I wanted to be spiritual. Right. I had to be poor. So, so there's all is, those ideas were wrapped up in my little vision that I had to unpeel and then find who was living it. And I did, you know, as again, when you are inspired, certainly by a diagnosis of, of cervical cancer at that age or any age, clearly, um, to be inspired to have the experience, not the way I thought it was going to be, but to, to say, there's something here I need to know, show me. And I'm, I'm shown the Bodhi tree bookstore. I'm shown coincidence after coincidence, synchronicity after synchronicity to understand the truth of my being and to live, you know, that, that experience yeah. that I thought not in any way that it, that I thought it would be. Right. Because it's never what we think it will be. It's always going to unfold into, oh my gosh, it's this. And yes, you are so welcome to come back on the, onto the show and to talk about that particular, that's a whole show in there, I think. Yes, for sure. Of the beliefs we put around being uh, prosperous and spiritual, and we're already spiritual and we are already prosperous. So exactly. I, yes, thank you. Come back and talk about that. And it'd be really interesting to learn from you how you unpack that and what had to happen and what you had to really surrender to, to see the truth and to be the truth of, of the opposite of it. <laughs> well, I'll give you the short version, every thought. 
every render every thought every thought every thought and and so it, it when i when i say work i really don't mean work as in slog i mean it's a it's a it's a it's i suppose it's more of a commitment to yeah, ourselves I, I know I know what you mean yes. yeah and because it is about taking responsibility for okay this was my this was the package of beliefs that I believed for many 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 years and now I have an opportunity to unwrap that that parcel and to look more deeply into what what's really true for me and what isn't and to piece it back together or not or just leave it and just allow myself to be free in the in the next without the limitations of these beliefs that we take them on board so easily because they're everywhere they're in the media and our, yeah. our families and religion and uh, education and all of it medical yes yes the the um Ernest Holmes used the collective consciousness young I think he said the collective unconscious you know whatever that is. it's like it's yeah it's all of it so it's All as it. women, as as you know, where where we're born, as Europeans, as Americans, as this, as that, we take on, you know, the, so much of it that we can't. Of course, we're not consciously aware of. Our conscious mind is only aware of like less than the tip of the iceberg, and then there's right. all of that. So we couldn't possibly let go of all of that consciously because. We wouldn't even know where what it was we have to let go of. So yeah, it's almost like we go through that into the truth of who we are, and we don't we we get to bypass bypass. We can like cut not a through. spiritual bypass. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's not saying I'm not going to feel that. I'm not going to know. It's no, like no, 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 no. Going, I could never know that. I could never possibly understand that. So I'm going straight to source spirit you know, God, I am. And that is the only information that I need. And that information comes. It's not like I'm sitting in silence and nothing ever comes. And I'm going to sit like a lump on a log for the rest of my life, because th that would be pretty boring. And I'd be missing the the body part and the, the experiences and all these. No, I don't want to live in a cave, you know, on the top of a mountain and not think that 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 sounds pretty boring to me <laughs> but living life in joy and peace and prosperity sounds really exciting to me and it and it is so it's like it's living in a cave out loud <laughs> <laughs> because it's bringing that yes. that peacefulness and that mindfulness and that that knowing and that that beingness into every experience whether yeah. it's cooking, whether it's working, whether it's with your clients, it's being that and, and being aware of that in moment by moment. Yes. Hmm. And so you help people, you really do support people to, to get to that place within themselves, to discover that within themselves with your coaching. So. And yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> so. I'm not, sure you do. And if not, we have a laugh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> because I love people. I, I just love, you know, being with people and ideas and wherever they are. And most of the time, I almost never even talk about this stuff. It's, it's really just being present with whatever they're going through. And in any way they um, can be loved, let's say, in any way that they can be loved, I'm available to love them. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful. And but it, and it is. You've written here on your website, you know, it is a transformational opportunity mm. because we get to choose to transform our lives through the way that we think, the way that we feel, and coming back to the knowing that we are one, we're one with the divine, and we can tap into that um, in any moment. So I, I, I believe the work that you're you're doing is so powerful because for me, it's like if I can imagine each, every individual on the planet having these tools, how life would be so different, how life would be so peaceful, how we'd be treating ourselves and each other, and how children would be treat, treating themselves and each other 
would be very different. Very, very different. And and like I said, they're not, it's not hard. It's not exotic. It's not, um, you know, hours of meditating, hours of practicing, hours of anything. It's, it's, it's moments of pulling the attention from out there to consciousness, to awareness, to presence. And we use all the different words because a lot of different teachers use different words. And yeah. you know, we say within, Jesus said, some of the translations are turn into your closet, into your private place. You know, So we use these different terms. And, but it, it's that idea, that sense of we're in this, we, we can feel I can do it right now. You know, it's timeless. It's eternal. It's powerful. It's, um, it's love. It's love itself. So if we need love, if we need power, if we, if we need joy, if we just need that, instead of grasping at it out there, we just, and it's and it's there and it will bubble up and overflow for us and i think the word integration that you're using here is so powerful because it it is a what a one like knowing that i am one with and as it it's not separate from me and we're taught aren't we that you know the out there is the out there and it's separate and we so I think it's really powerful that you've used that word in, in here because it's giving people the tools to learn that they can actually access feeling of the feeling and the knowing of one that beyond the feeling, the knowing of it right here in the moment. And that's powerful because when we can access that, when we, as we do, we're accessing the inspiration, the, the wisdom, the aha moments of, yeah, like you said before, it, it's going to lead our lives rather than the other way around. And it's then we can take inspired action in our businesses and with our relationships and for, with everything. Well, and I know that you know the difference between, you know, inspired action and the action that we think we should be doing. Totally. And it's yes. <laughs> Confucius who said, find what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. And right. that's how I feel. And, and um, people are kind of surprised by it, but I, I, I really haven't worked many days in my life <laughs> because I just yeah. do what I love. And I, uh, I mean, and I've, I love um, flipping houses, you know, so I used to flip houses and people would say, oh, how can you stand that? That's terrible because I did a lot of the work myself. And so I would be like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't do anything today. I just stapled bamboo all over my ceiling. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I think that's what the thought came, why the thought came to me yesterday of, oh, I'm not doing anything. And I've only made a few calls this morning. And in fact, when I look at, looked at it, I realized those calls were actually really powerful. Mm. And what happened with those calls was really positive. And I'm then judging that it's not enough. And I need to be working really hard and struggling for it to look like it's really, you know, taken up a whole day. So <laughs> yes, I believe that knowing inspired, when it's inspired and when it's forced, there's a whole different energy um, that goes into that. A whole different intention definitely yeah. and it shows up differently because then it shows up as a struggle right and then and then i for for me personally that's those times where i feel like i don't have enough time i don't yeah. have enough money i don't have enough yeah. energy those are those things that are like ah oh, i just can't do uh, well, uh, you know <laughs> and it's just it's like wow i must not be inspired you know clearly and I'm so inspired and so where you're sitting now at your desk in the picture with your legs up. <laughs> yeah. That's like, we all need desk. to be working like that every yeah. minute of the day. <laughs> That's the only way I'm barefoot with a it's tennis. It's brilliant. I love yeah. it. It's, it's such a message for us, for me, for women, for all of us. You know, it's like, this is how we can live our life in this relaxed manner, re repose without getting so stressed about all of the details and let go and let God. 
Well, and most of us grew up with the saying, you know, my, my father very much instilled in us, although my mother and many women didn't work where I was. So we, we got the dual message of women don't work. <laughs> they take care of the children in the household and the men go out and work. But yeah. the men who work, you know, they have to, you have to work hard. It's a struggle. You, yes. You have to work hard. You have to go the extra mile. You have to do this. You have to do that. It was, it was that, you know, the, I'll say the Protestant work ethic and you'll be rewarded in the end, whatever the mm. end is. And um, of course, the spiritual side of that is like you, you have to just be good all the time and mm -hmm. you'll be rewarded in the end, even if you're poor, even if you don't get your prayers answered, even if you experience loss or lack or any of these things like that was what I grew up with. And, and it is not what I believe anymore because now it, of course, it has come into our work ethic of work smarter, not harder, not harder. That's right. So spiritually, yeah. what that means is work you know, allow spirit to work through you. <laughs> that's right. I mean, that's a surrender. Surrender. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we are now at, we're over the hours and I'm really conscious of that because I like to keep it within an hour. Yeah. So, and this just, I could be chatting here all night with you for many hours because it's, <laughs> it's just so interesting and important. I think a, a vital conversation and I know it would evolve into something really beautiful. So I'm really um, inviting you to come back onto the Women of Power show mm -hmm. and have a part two, which will be a part one of something else. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Elizabeth, for being here and for being you and for sharing your wisdom and your understanding of life. And it's so powerful and so necessary in these times. Um, your message is so, so important. Okay. And I'm really grateful that you've come onto the, the show today to share it. Oh, I'm so grateful you asked me and I'm very excited because next week, or depending on how we film it, the week after you'll yeah. be on my show, Living in Life. I will. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's going to be brilliant. <laughs> that's so good. And Mimi, it's so great to be here with you. And you've left so, so many really powerful messages here yeah. um, about you and how you feel about um, this conversation. So thank you for being here and being present with us today. And, um, and you'll be on the show in a few weeks time. And I'm just going to pop up, uh, Reverend Elizabeth, I'm going to pop up your, your website here for anybody that's interested. Of course you are just tap, 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 go straight into Elizabeth's website and you'll see all of the offerings for speaking and coaching and her book, uh, that's they're all there on the site. And of course, you've got your Facebook group, haven't you? And you're walking by the sea nearly every day, shining your light and sharing your message. It's really beautiful to see that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And then I will pop this up here for you if you are interested in signing up to receive the Divine CEO e-magazine. That's the first one's coming out on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. And so there's the, the website address and you can just subscribe and you'll receive it on Saturday. And that is it. I think it's a wrap. Any last one, one minute kind of message that you'd like to share before we go? I'll put you on full and we can go at the end of your message here. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, for, for me, it's just knowing that we can love our life and live our passion from right where we are, that nothing out there has to change. It's the change that comes from integrating spirit, mind, and body, and it begins in spirit. <laughs> Bye for now. Thank you.